Lexus Absolute Rally, powered by the Kielder Works team. Cordless tools tailored for the world of motorsport. Hello everyone, welcome to Absolute Rally, episode 12, season 21. Yes, you heard me right, episode 12. Um, we are actually, we've got a couple of little specials coming up, and I include this week, to be honest with you, with the special, as you've probably seen on Twitter. We've got Yari Matti Lafalas with us a little bit later on, who is on amazing form. Um, we, we've already pre-recorded that as we record this section and Yari Matti was probably one of the best pieces I think we've done with him and it's only the second time he's been with us but um, just just great good fun and very open about stuff um, which was incredibly refreshing to be perfectly honest with you so and listen I'm not going to ruin that anymore for you just at the top this week there's, there's, there's me and my original can I call Ryan Champion my sidekick my guru my friend You've oh called me worse. I've cried. I've called you as Hello, Ryan Champion. Hello. Hello. Good Good to be back. And, and like you said, just the two of us quiet this week. But um, as you've already alluded to, a fantastic chat with Yari Matty. And uh, I think uh, I think all the rally fans out there look, look forward to listening to that one. Well, we're not going to we're, we're not going to kind of scatter the podcast too much this week with, with other stuff. We think that stands up on its own two feet. But it would be a miss of us not to to talk about a couple of things that, of course, Rai have come up in the news, especially over the last seven days since the last podcast has dropped. Um, uh, last weekend, there was a lot of people who were planning on doing two rallies over in Belgium, of course, as, as warm ups for Ypres. Um, both of those events were cancelled. One of them was actually cancelled, you know, a few hours before the recce started. Um, uh, it's a concern. Um, and I feel like a broken record and I don't want to keep going over old ground, but it's very difficult not to. But, I'm not seeing how our Ypres can run. Oh, it's uh, it's not a good situation at the minute, is it? And and it's it's such an unfortunate one because uh, certainly as a rally fan, I I desperately want to see Ypres run um, as part of the World Championship because it, it's such an incredible rally. It, it, it's uh, a unique challenge, um, particularly <laughs> as we've talked about on numerous occasions, both on and off the podcast about the conditions uh, in in Belgium <laughs> in, in November. Um, but yeah. I'm, this 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 virus isn't going away at the minute, and obviously uh, Belgium, like ourselves, is having a tough time now. Uh, they've they've obviously announced this week that there'll be no spectators. Can it run uh, without spectators? Uh, you know, can it run at all? Let's let's hope so. In that, um, you know, we we see other sporting professional sporting events go ahead, but the, the nature of a rally spread over a large area with marshals, um, it's not easy to run like maybe a, a circuit event maybe in like f1 where everything's much more controlled so you know it's going to be tough um and and i guess as a result of exactly what i've just said that the monza rally probably stands a little bit more chance of the two of running but um yeah like i said fingers crossed because i would love to see the footage and the images from uh from ypres in the wrc I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think you've hit the nail on the head with regards to the circuit thing. Obviously, everybody knows what what what, what I'm involved with in 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 business life and, and and stuff as well. And I work a little bit within Formula One, and I know somebody quite senior in Formula One um, went to a race the other week and wasn't even allowed entrance because they uh, he wasn't seen as a necessity to be there. So you know that's that's what's going on at a Formula One level with even with the staff behind the scenes is that you know they are restricting that and you just you know we all know and that's 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 the big difference isn't that why we all love rally is that you know there there isn't those restrictions and it is open to to, to people and that's the strength of it so um, 
I think it's very, very difficult times, but I almost feel like that the, 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 whatever it takes to actually get something like this to run at the moment just to finish the championship, they're going to do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Be uh, As much as, um, you know, if, if out of necessity the championship stopped immediately, it would be nice to know it was the end of the championship. It would be nice to have a last round of the championship and, and to crown a, 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 you know, a worthy world champion, as we've said, no matter how many rounds there are, We've seen great fights during the year and, you know, the, the, the fast, not necessarily the fastest, but certainly the most consistently fast driver over the year will be the champion. So, yeah, just other news as well. Obviously, looking at what, what is left calendar wise at the moment, right, is ERC still got a couple of events still to run. Um, I think it's got Hungary and Canary Islands and apparently they're still going to run, which is good. Um, but and you now go on holiday to the Canary Islands. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's bonkers, isn't it? It's just, it's, it, it just the, the the world feels so upside down at the moment. Of course, one man who is going to Hungary is 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 Andreas Mikkelsen, the forgotten man of WRC this year. Obviously, been doing tire testing for Pirelli, but back out in an R5 car, where it did it really begin for him? There, no, it didn't, did it? Because to be fair, he started in WRC, but uh, he still seems to be putting himself about, and obviously, still fancies himself for a drive for next year. Yeah, well, I, I guess he's uh, you know he's still young enough to to want a career in rallying, and uh, he's he's been in a car this year, like you said, he's been doing the testing, so we're obviously using that as a bit of bit of leverage to uh, to get back in a car. So, be good to see him back in action. Um, I suppose before we get to, as I say, I don't really want to do too much this week because I think the Ari Matty piece is just. Is is just excellent, but um, before we go any further, it's it's another kind of COVID-related um, story, which is, um, and it doesn't surprise me uh, in any way, shape, or form. The opening round of, of of both BRC and BTRDA in 2021, the Cambrian Rally, has been pushed back to the end of the year, um, which historically it always was. It was always the season closer for for the National Rally BTRDA series over here. Sensible again. I still, I, I, I'm still finding it hard to believe that there is events in the calendar um, that are, are anything before springtime in the UK here next year. Yeah, uh, it's like you said, a sign of the times. Uh, but it's not nice when we're looking at events already been moved for for 20, 2021, But it, but it is the reality. Um, and you know, obviously, we currently. Uh, struggling a little bit with this situation so uh, it is very difficult because we've mentioned this in the past being an event organiser is is very very difficult even when times are good and uh, when you're potentially planning an event you don't even know it's going to run it, it makes their job almost impossible most definitely most definitely but uh, good luck to them I'm hearing lots of stories about about BRC um, needing a commercial partner as well to come back next year um so yeah it's it's it wasn't in the greatest of shapes let's be let's be frank and honest before covid and uh whether whether one of covid's victims will be the brc it'll be interesting to see because i definitely think it's going to be a very very difficult sell to a commercial partner at the moment for for, for anybody um so yeah we'll watch the space as it were watch the space uh ryan champion i think uh, i think everybody really doesn't want to be listening to us i think they desperately probably want to be listening to yari matty latpala <laughs> so i think what we should probably should do at this point is go to a cheeky little break uh we're going to go to yari matty and then we'll come back with our any other business Hi everyone, this is John Desborough, commentator and presenter on the World Rally Championship. 
I'm hoping you've seen my debut novel, Breaking Point. If you haven't, check it out on eBay. It's a rollercoaster ride of deceit and blackmail from a golden age of the WRC. And like a good rally, it starts fast and gets faster. Breaking Point, by me, John Desborough, on eBay, now for $7.99. And as promised at the top, welcome back to Absolute Rally. We've got uh, a bit of a WRC legend with us who's who's who's, who's been missing this year. And and uh, as I say, Ryan caught up with him. Uh, I don't know whether you know Ryan did good with the week. It has been mentioned once or twice in other places. But uh, Ryan managed to get to speak to to Yari Matty Lafayette, and we're very pleased to welcome him back to Absolute Rally today. Good afternoon, Yari Matty. How are we? Good afternoon. Actually, we are very good. Thank you. That's good to hear. Ryan Champion, and I know you asked lost lots of questions probably at Goodwood, but nobody heard them there. So we thought we'd get Yari Matty on the podcast so you can talk to him now. Yeah, but but probably nobody wants to hear our conversation about extract gearboxes that we had at Goodwood. <laughs> so <laughs> stay clear of that one. But uh, Yari Matty, great to have you back on. Um, we, we had you last year. We, we chatted a lot about your career. But obviously, uh, 2020, unfortunately, has been a, a very different year for everybody for, for various reasons. But, um, you know, this is your, your first year away from WRC for, for nearly 20 years. Uh, how has it been away from the World Rally Championship? I can tell you that uh, the beginning of the year was was feeling very strange, and uh, because I used to I used to travel all the time, I, I used to to go, or you know, that I was normally spending two three days at home, and then you you are heading to the test, coming from the test two days at home, then going for the rally. So all the time, you know, your life was quite busy. And now suddenly, at the beginning of the year after Rally Sweden, you know, when I sort of settled down and uh, was started to be at home. I mean, it was unusual to have uh, days like that. I have one or two weeks. Uh, I, do, I can't go anywhere. And uh, that was first first moment and I was a bit difficult to used to it. But now I'm, I'm got used to it and it was actually very nice because um, I have never seen, I mean never, but I mean 20 years ago was last time when I saw like a spring coming to the summer and now I managed to see it because I was all the time in Finland rather than all the time traveling and uh, you are you are so much away so you don't even see how the spring will turn out to summer and uh, like the basic things but it's been it's been nice to be uh, at home and, and working with my with my company uh, but of course some moments you know you are missing that adrenaline kick and, and the feeling to be in a rally cars and, and competing but nonetheless, you, you have been in uh, a rally car sometimes, which we'll, we'll come on to in a minute. But one thing I, w- I wanted to talk to you about and, and, and tell our listeners about was a little bit more about Latvala Motorsport, because um, in the background, we've seen you in some fantastic cars over the last few years with the Escort and the, and the Quattro and, and now the, the Celica, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. But um, uh, tell us a little bit about what Latvala Motorsport does on a weekly basis. Um, the company was already set in the 90s for my father when he was driving um, Mitsubishi, uh, Mitsubishi Rallyard uh, uh, Group N cars in, in Finland. He was supported by the Finnish uh, Rallyard team. And um, that time he set the company already. And that's, But it was quite a minor. minor and But it, it, we all the time get it, uh, you know, when we have been building cars. Uh, but it's been not uh, like a big business. It's been always uh, like a side business. 
for my for my father and and for myself but we kept it all the time and the idea was that that if you know one day when i when i stopped in the in the world rally championship level you know what is my passion is that to build different kind of historic rally cars so we kept this uh, company going all the time and uh We've been building cars for my, you know, when I was at the Ford, then I drove the BDA. When I was at Volkswagen, I drove the uh, Audi Quattros. And when I went to Toyota, obviously, I started to drive with the Celica. So we always build a car uh, in that manufacturer I have been working with. But now uh, we really started, uh, I think in the beginning of the year, we really started to, in a different level with, uh, with a company that we started to focus building cars and manufacturing rally car parts, especially for the, for the historic class cars. And, and the cars which we, uh, the brands which we know, uh, we have in, you know, experience and we, we work, work with these are the Felicas and, uh, and the Mitsubishi Lancers. We could do other cars as well, but these are the cars which I feel more comfortable that we have the we have the knowledge and we can help uh, customers to to provide parts. Now you're running the ST165 at the minute, and, and congratulations on your on your win last weekend. Um, but this was already quite a, quite a technologically advanced car, wasn't it? Even in the uh, the late eighties, early nineties. Yes, this is actually <clears throat> what is. I don't. I think may, many people doesn't necessarily know, but Extrac uh, in the in the 1990s they homologated the uh, central active central disc, which was uh, available for Mazda 323s and and Toyota Celicas, and and at the period um, that system was let's say sophisticated, but it had problems with the uh, with the oil. Uh, Heating up too much and then um, bringing a little bit problems for the for the sensitives to uh, to work. Basically, that it was giving a differential slip. But this is one area that we've been working and we have tried to improve it. And and this kind of silica, you know, when you have a sensitive, it means you can pull the handbrake, you can get the car turning around. Uh, it also helps when you brake and you turn in the corner. It helps the car to, to turn that it's not full uh, solid. So we've been, in, you know, working with this central disc and tried to bring some uh, some improvements. And I think we we managed to do uh, some some little steps, and that actually makes the car, I think, even easier to drive than it was at the period. So these kind of elements, you know, when you have a car which has some pace already, but if you can improve it a little bit. You know, then you can step uh, make make step forward. Like like the like the other one is the suspension that um, the damper bodies are original, but we have changed the XTC inserts and with uh, uh, with a couple of adjusters, so you can adjust the the low speed and the high speed on the on the damper. So uh, I must say that the feeling inside and this kind of Celica is is not far off from the modern rally car. But some areas, yes, it's it's not the same level. Like the suspension travel is not 300 millimeters like in the current world rally car. So for sure, the the grip is not on over the over the over the corners, not the same level as the the modern WRC or the R5s. But it makes it a lot of fun to drive, particularly with uh, the manual dog box as well. 
Yes, exactly. I think you, uh, Ryan, you know yourself try, trying the super. How much fun of it is is when you actually you can you know play with the gears yourself. And uh, and I, as as my driving style has always been a little bit old fashioned, a uh, bit brutal. I would say I like driving going sideways. Also, that was same as Colin McRae at the time. So these kind of cars, you know, they are made for that. So they they were they were made for driving style that you throw them a little bit small Scandinavian flicks into the corner and so it's a lot of fun and it suits my driving style so then it makes it uh, even more enjoyable Right, I think on this show we're all fans of uh, an old school driving style and lots of sideways. So, <laughs> so you're in good company here but, but that car that you're using now also had some period history as well Yes, this car uh, so we have two uh, SP165 Celicas the one I've been driving earlier myself, that is um, that is basically the model 1990. It had been, uh, it's an original uh, TTE car, but uh, it was built for the customer, so it doesn't have the real, let's say, the history in the World Rally Championship uh, with the works driver. But the car I drove last weekend is basically built for my father. And that history is that that car was used by Carlos Sainz in 1990, Sanremo, but he had an accident, uh, quite a big accident. But he actually, he finished the race. He was third overall, uh, but he hit the, I think it hit the B pillar uh, quite heavily to the to the B pillar and the floor. So it got, as he was bit in the panel. So it went to Sweden and they they prepared the chassis. And uh, then it was built for Mats Jonsson, and Mats Jonsson was using it, and he actually won with this chassis in 1992 Swedish Rally. So great that you're running a, a period car as well. And I mean, obviously for you, you're a, a Toyota fan, you know, a Toyota ambassador. So it's, so it's a very nice fit with the brand. And uh, whilst you haven't been in the World Championship with Toyota, you've still continued to work with them this year. Yes, uh, yeah, it's been a special year. Uh, I think for everybody over the world, in the world, it's been quite, uh, uh, for the motorsport, this coronavirus has affected quite heavily. But, um, so this year my plan was to do sort of, um, to be marketing the, the new, uh, GR4 Yaris and do, to do some video works, uh, and, and, and footage with, uh, together with the car. Unfortunately, uh, everything was cancelled, but, then finally we managed to get the Goodwood and the Goodwood was my really first outing this year out from Finland uh, and I was driving the Yaris GR4. Um, so this kind of work has been, you know, uh, from, from Toyota, which has been actually also very nice. And then uh, when I'm not driving in the World Rally Championship, then I can drive with my own cars in the, in the, in the different national events or, or even the European Historic Championship. So... This works pretty nicely together. Now, you, you mentioned the, the, the GR Yaris. You, we saw you at Goodwood with it, which was the UK debut of the car. Um, it's great to see uh, WRC manufacturer bring in a road car. You know, we, we've lost the homologation specials that we used to have. So fantastic to see an exciting car like this. Tell us a little bit about it and, and have you actually been involved in its development? Yeah, I was in part of the development. Um, we, we started the 2019 on the February first time in Finland, we were driving on the frozen ice lake and uh, doing the first uh, test outing in the, on the lake. 
and frozen lake. And um, that time already, that was already we saw some uh, some benefits, and uh, that uh, the concept looked very exciting. But we had some little minor issues still with the car, and we were telling uh, the engineers what we need to improve. Uh, at that time, we wanted to improve the um, torque distribution. Uh, something some. When we hit the snow banks, you know, we did maybe some little damages here and there for the for the pumpers and and uh, plastic work. So we advised to to change something, some some components. And uh, then we went six months after that. We went on the gravel, and already they have done those modifications. And then on the gravel, it started to feel really nice to drive. And as as being a rally driver, I I boost the car as much to the limit as I could, <laughs> and, uh, so I make big jumps and everything. And I said that after that day, you know, the car was still in one piece. I said, you know, if it's if it's fine like this in my hands, it will be fine for everybody. <laughs> and uh, so I think it's a, it's a concept that it's we haven't had since pretty much the. Uh, the Subaru and the Mitsubishi a time when you know those were really really built year year after year always new models coming. Um, we haven't had the four wheel drive turbo car. Uh, okay, Subaru is still still making them, but there's not been really a competition on that class. And now finally, Toyota has made uh, four wheel drive 1.6 turbo car, which is actually very light, 1280 kilos. And which makes the car very easy to drive. Also, the short wheelbase, easy to handle. Uh, you can have the torque. Uh, um, sorry, you can have the torque and limited slip differentials to the front and the and the rear axle. Uh, so, uh, elim- eliminating the diff slip, and then also you can change the torque distribution. There's three different options for it. Um, so, really a nice car to build a world rally car. But also, in addition to that, you can, for me, it's a great concept to build a Rally 2 or Rally 3 class car. So it's great to see a road car like that, which brings, you know, many opportunities. And I guess one other question that our, our listeners will, will want to know the answer to. Uh, you know, we've, we've seen you in the World Championship for a long time. We know you have this relationship with Toyota. Uh, will we see you back in the, in the WRC or, or what's your link to the World Championship team now? I've been working now on the marketing side, and and I I wish to continue that comp uh, the work with um, with the Toyota uh, for next year. And um, at the moment, what I could say is that I think people will probably see me next year in a World Rally Championship. Uh, I'm not necessarily driving, but I try to be present over there, uh, but working on the marketing side. Um, I am in a position, I think, uh, next year is I'm not pushing so much for the driving because there is still a special year coming. I don't, I'm not convinced that everything will be so straightforward with this, this virus. And anyway, 22 is coming new cars, and, and, and those kind of cars should suit my driving style better because they should be more simple simple cars, less uh, less technology on the cars, less suspension travel and so on. So in my mind, you know, if I want to come back to WRC, then it would be 22. 
Yeah, Matty, there's something that, you know, it's it's nice just, just listening to you and Ryan just kind of chewing the fat. There's so much of it I don't understand. I would be going to Ryan saying, can you explain what's just being said to me? But from an engineering point of view, is it, you, you, you're clearly, and I knew this anyway, you're clearly a very, very knowledgeable guy as an engineer as well. Over the years, has that been both a blessing and a curse as a WRC driver? Do you, do, do, do you tend to find that because you understand so much about the, 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 the engineering side that it can almost become a bit of a rabbit hole that you get sucked down yourself as opposed to maybe some other drivers who don't really understand it and just get in and drive the car? Well, uh, yeah, it's, for me, it's always it's been important that I understand that the car and the technique what is happening because somehow it's... Um, I feel I'm probably I'm quite sensitive. I feel quite quite easily all the all the changes in the car. Sometimes it's actually it's really good. Okay, sometimes there've been rallies where it's been making a negative effect that I've been started to think too much around it. That you know if something doesn't doesn't fit together and uh, is 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 you know bothering me that you know I, I I can't understand why you know the car is behaving one way and uh, so. But eventually, uh, I would say it's it's still Im- more important that if you understand the car how it's working, then it always makes the benefit when you develop a new car because the engineers is are asking questions, you know, and they want your comments. But if you understand the car and and you know you can explain to them what what needs to be done to improve it, that's where it helps a lot. Okay. Uh, following on from that, I have to ask, you know, obviously Latvala Motorsport, as Ryan was talking to you about before, has been a- an ongoing project, but obviously it seems to be go- becoming um, obviously a bit more of your time now as well. Do we see perhaps, you know, do we see Yari Matty in the future as a team boss? You know, we've seen, obviously you've had Tommy, you've had Malcolm. Do we see, do we see Yari as a team boss in the future? When you know you, when you ask it, I must say that I have a bit of interest for it. Um, maybe I'm a little bit too young for the to be a team boss <laughs> yet, but uh, yes, it, it is a good option which I really need to consider if I get an opportunity to to be a team principal some point in the future. So yes, it is something that is fascinated, but fascinated about it, but not yet. I still okay. need to wait a couple of more years. <laughs> okay, okay, but but of course you say that you've just done your, you've just done your autobiography now, albeit it's in Finnish at the moment. But um, do you feel very young to do an autobiography? Yeah, it is. It is true that um, you know the making a, the book of my life. Yes, you feel like okay, I'm 35. Normally, you do it when you are 60 or 70, something like this. But why we did it is there's a few few reasons because I I still have I'm holding the the record being the youngest ever won a World Rally Championship uh, rally in 2018 in in Sweden and also last year um, I became most experienced World Championship uh, rally driver so I have 209 WRC starts so these two these two elements when they were coming together being the youngest and being the most experienced. We felt that now it's probably the good timing, you know, to make a book. Also, when I didn't have a contract for this year, so I had more more time, and I knew that one era of my of my life and motorsport career was coming to the end. 
So we felt that this timing is now um, pretty good for the for the book. Also, I had had problems in my personal life, and uh, and and I I sort of wanted you know put everything together and 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 tell them in the book you know the story. So it was also the idea that bring the you know some of the stories which I never could get, I could never tell openly and uh, and. Uh, you know what had happened in the rallies, so that was the idea of the book. You know that we, I want to get, tell those stories why why some things went wrong. You know, like in Poland 2009, and what happened in Argentina 2016 when I when I rolled after I was leaving and, and things like that. Um, can I ask? You know, just following on from what you've just said there, um, is there? You know, you've just been talking about yourself. You know, you'd like to come back. You know, with the new regulations, but by your own admission, you're also being being looking back retrospectively on your career. Is there anything you change, Harry Matty? Now, is what is the one thing that you you know is is there any regrets? I suppose. Yes, there are a few regrets. Uh, um, regrets, I must say. Uh, the mistake I did in. Um in Rally Deutschland back in 2014. If I could change that morning back, you know, that morning I, I the Sunday morning, going in the almost one minute lead, and uh, Ogier was out, he had retired. And, and if I had won that race, I would have had big opportunities to win the um, Drivers' Championship. But I did a very, very stupid mistake on that Sunday morning going to the vineyards. But in my mind, I did the, the, the very stupid mistake. Is I thought in my mind that I had won this race. You know, I was leading to so far, so much that I, I took it easy now. I know I just take it. You know, I just tried to the you know this Sunday as as usual, and uh, I will I will win the race. And that's why the mistake happened. You know, the concentration wasn't there. The focus wasn't there. And uh, I was thinking about the, the results already. What it is, even though I had not finished the race. And then that that took me the championship, let's say, chances. Okay, I still was there fighting, but, but obviously the, the chances were weaker than what, what they would have been if I had won the race. What I find interesting in that, Yari Matti, of course, you've just been saying you're the most experienced WRC driver with 209 WRC starts. And, and yet, out of those 209 WRC rallies and all the other national events you did, you know, leading up to that and British Championship and all, you know, obviously the Finnish Championship and things like that, you can pinpoint a morning of one rally. <sighs> yes. Yeah, there's been <laughs> it's been great, great you know experience. Experience is what I have had, the results and everything. But yeah, that's why I'm so so angry with myself about that. That it's been difficult to accept is that with that experience, what I had, I should never have done the mistake. But I guess we are human, and that's Absolutely. Probably, you know, when we are I, human, we we, you, 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 we everybody you, do mistakes. I listen. I, I can appreciate that oh so much at the moment. To be perfectly honest with you, but. You know, was perhaps the book then? Is that is that you letting go of that because you've got to get to a point where you 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 stop beating yourself up about that? Ah uh, yes, um, I you know how I finished the book. I also tell that 
what is more valuable for me, what is more important, is that if, if I'm as a carrier, what I have done, and and the fan fan base, what I have created, uh, I I'm really really glad and and uh, happy and 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 proud to. The, uh, how much fans I have got all, all over the world, and I feel this is I appreciate more this, and then it's a bigger value, the greater value with those fan base I have created, rather than I would be world champion that everybody hates. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I I find sorry, Ray. I'll bring you back in in a second, but there is something about I think rally fans appreciate drivers that are also rally fans we see it quite a lot at the moment of course with craig breen uh you know who we kind of lay claim to obviously uh the irishman uh and he's you know he's drove lots of cars over the over the last few years you know his his dad's got six r4s and old focus wheel rally cars and things like that and i think the fans like the fact that he's a rally person um he's grown up with it his father's grown up with it etc etc and I think there's a lot to be said for that. And I think that you, you were probably one of the, um, certainly over the last 20 years, you're the one also that sticks out like that. You know, goes without saying what we were saying at the, at the beginning of all this, but you, you're known as a, as, as a rally fan as well. Yeah, actually, uh, that is, that is true, very true. I, I was a fan of myself, you know, uh, and uh, I must say that um, I'm really being in a little bit in a privilege position that I managed to get in the top level and being a um, professional rally driver, you know, coming from a fan as a professional rally driver. And I know exactly uh, with, with Craig Green, how he is, um, I've been speaking with him about the 6R4s and the cars, you know, he has been doing. And uh, it's just that, that shows, you know, like, like Greg and myself, you know, the passion for the sport that you are so much. It's not, it's not only that you want to, to win the world championship title, but it's also the fact that you you enjoy driving the cars, you enjoy the sport and and the great things about it. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Listen, the, the last last thing before we let you go, I'm really conscious, and I know Ry wants to to finish as well. But um, can you answer one question? One question only. What's it like to have you, Hannan, as your co-driver, and does it at all <laughs> interfere in your driving style? Well, this is this is something special that <laughs> having a two drivers in one car. So first of all, that doesn't happen very often. It's no, very it unusual. There is not there is very rare amount of drivers who who want to be as a co-driver. So all the respect for you had you heard that he 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 does it. And um, when we have been driving together, I can see you know that in the beginning he did small mistakes, but like now the last race we did together. Um, I said to him, I can see the the improvement. What you have done with uh, as a co-driver, it's he's he's really doing a good job. The notes are coming uh, are in a great uh, you know and right timing. But what is the benefit having a driver as a co-driver? He can he can analyze the car as well. He can say we were just coming out from the stage three, and I was saying about that the bit feel with the with the front that. Uh, feels a bit. I can't get. I would like to get more confidence for the front, but it's it's moving a little bit too much. I'm not completely satisfied with it. And we play, play, uh, talk about the clicks, and you've also had a had a view that probably on the high speed side, 
it's a bit too soft that if we uh, if we make it stiffer, it should should give me more confidence. And then actually, we I stiffened the clicks, and immediately I was feeling more more comfortable. So this is one really good benefit uh, when you can discuss together, and this is what I enjoy and I like with you all. You know, we can discuss about the car. But on the other hand, I can tell you one other thing was that before the last stage, there was a 1.5 kilometer section with the uh, tarmac and really, really fast. And you said to me that, you know, Yarimati, I was looking the, the the position where the seatbelts go at the back and this is not the modern rally car, this is 30 years old car. So please don't take the maximum risk. I don't want us to have a massive crash there on the tarmac section. So could you please... Just break a little bit for the crash and uh, try to keep it on the road. And you know, we came to this tarmac part, and after I turned to the gravel, I said, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so the co drivers don't usually say this, but there you see that the driver is not, you know, driver is not feeling as, as comfortable being co driver, and, and, you know, even he's driving himself. <laughs> Uh, that that's also because we're no longer teenagers or in our early twenties, Yahimati. That that's also possible, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just before we let you go, we have we have one one point we'd like you to debate with us. And uh, and last week we were chatting with uh, with John Desborough about the history of the the World Rally Championship. Now uh, now, as you've just said, I mean, a World Championship or not, you've had a, an incredible career um, in the WRC with with you know. Fantastic cars, fantastic rally wins, and, and you'll certainly be remembered as, as one of the characters of, of the WRC, whatever you do in the future. But one thing we were discussing with, with John was the golden era of WRC. Now, everybody used to look back at Group B has been incredible cars mm-hmm. but then more recently people have been looking at group a going well they were molligated cars they were cool you could buy a road going version then we had wrc with all the different manufacturers um coming in building cars and and you've you've lived through an incredible period of change in the wrc as well looking back where is your golden era of wrc <clears throat> well if i as a memory well, I mean, if I think about the World Rally Championship, my very first event was back in 2002 in Rally GB. I was starting with number uh, 35, and behind me was starting one guy, Valentina Rossi, with number 46. I was with a Group A, a homemade Group A Mitsubishi, and all the rest of the cars on the front of me and, and basically Rossi behind me, they were all World Rally cars. So you had a 35 World Rally cars starting to the event. And those kind of numbers were was still, you know, in early 2000, that was normal to have such a big amount. And then you think that that was the golden era of rallying, had so many world rally cars. But of course, if I, on a, I mean, the times when I really, as, as myself, when I, when I, when I enjoyed, I mean, the, 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 especially the last year of the, when I drove the Ford Focus World Rally car, 2010, that was that year was sort of the rallies and and those cars. They were the the end of the era of two liter turbo cars. That that was a great year, you know. There was a great competition, and uh, also that time there was okay. There was only two manufacturers, but there was a lot of private cars, so there was still a lot of private entries. But yeah, if I say then I of of course then I have to you know. 
if I have to choose, then I take the 2002. Which, funnily enough, the period 2000 to 2002 keeps coming up as a pretty popular period. But we, we can't ever say this categorically because we'll only ever start a debate with the fans. But uh, thank you for, for joining us this week. Um, I've just been speaking to Guy Wilkes, who says hello, and I had to ask you about um, speeding on the recce for the track rod rally uh, in something like 2003. But anyway, we'll avoid that one. And uh, okay. so, thank you. Yari Matsi for, for joining us again it's been an absolute pleasure and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again no it was, it was nice to be involved so thank you this is Absolute Rally whether it's the pressures of service or an issue out on the stages, it's vital to have the right equipment to hand. Kielder cordless tools are tailored for the world of motorsport and are being used throughout all forms of competition. Go back to the future with the Kielder Works team. Welcome back to the final section of Absolute Rally. What a belter. What a belter of a middle section of a podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, by the way, let your friends know, share it about. Um, we, you know what we didn't do, right? We didn't get Yari Matty to get involved in the, the keel, the competition. He would have been primed for that with the wheels. Uh, he would. He would. We've got to send it to him. You we'll send what? it to him anyway. And tell I'll you, send it tell to him on answer. WhatsApp. Let's see when he comes back. Whether Kielder will send him the prize or not, if he gets it right, I don't know. We'll have to speak to the guys at Kielder. But, I'm um, sure we get another bobble hat for... I'm sure we could. He'd love that. it as well. He'd love <laughs> it in his workshop, wouldn't he? He's, yeah, what a great piece. Really enjoyed talking to Yari Matty. Really, really enjoyed uh, that particular piece. Uh, any other business this week, Ryan Champion? Uh, just one from me this week. And... Uh, it, it is from from rally that is going ahead thankfully uh unfortunately not there to see it this year but that's uh, that's rally barbados which is uh, this coming weekend it was their traditional warm-up event last weekend king of the hill and um and actually it, it's it's quite an interesting battle because you've got local driver dane ski in a what is now an old school impressive wrc in s12 up against two fiestas one of uh, jamaican and multiple winner jeff panton and also our own rob swan who's in a, a fiesta as well so it was a it's going to be a battle between the three of them the subaru just got the edge uh, last weekend but it was only 0.04 of a second I think uh, over Jeff Panton so so they're going to have a, an interesting battle and then you've got the uh, the R5 class as uh, a number of fast local drivers in R5 cars and then a chap called Ken Block turning Who? up sorry in, uh, he's a, he's a uh, quite a well known American driver um, well known for, for doing some skids burning some tyres out <laughs> and uh, as part of his uh, Hoonigan World Tour uh, Ken Block is now in Barbados with a new Fiesta with the uh, second generation of R5 car so uh, it'll be uh, be great to see him there as well so uh, that's all happening on Saturday and Sunday this weekend and uh, it really doesn't help that Colin McMaster keeps sending me pictures from Barbados and that Bex is putting it all over social media and um, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm sat in rainy Yorkshire. Yeah, yeah. Well, to be fair, um, just just joking aside, going, we, we sh- Alex Gilsomino sh- probably should have been with us last week, um, and he was probably going to be with us. Th- and anyway, we've we ended up much of stuff around. So uh, Alex is going to be with us in a couple of weeks' time. Anyway, so uh, he's going to give us a little bit more on the Ken Block World Tour. Anyway, so there you go. Um, my any other business. Um, is everybody got a little bit giddy? Thought I bought a new rally car, Ryan Champion? Well, I, I just got the picture and I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, 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 you, I love the fact that Trevor Agnew 
decided to put me straight on what, what I called it, uh, the R5 you had car. To, you had to think about what to call him there, didn't you? I did, I did. It did, it did. Do you know what? I took the mic for so long when I'm trying to actually just genuinely say his name now. Uh, I have to think about it a little bit harder, which means I actually stumble over it. So thanks for pointing that out, right? And I'm <laughs> sure when Trev listens to this, he'll send me a message on it. Bless him. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, it, it's been a, a weird old year. And I kind of said at the beginning of the year, I was going to have a parachute moment, as I call them. And we were going to do an event in an R5 car. And, um, I've got a very, very, very long association with both Proton and Malaysia and also with, 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 with Chris Mellers and Mellers, Mellers Elliott, to be honest with you, um, through business. And, um, the car came up and it was, uh, we haven't bought it. We are renting it to, to go and try one of these circuit events because, you know, whether we, whether we like it or lump it over here in the UK at the moment, I, I fear for, for the way rallying is and I, I fear that maybe the only rallies we're going to get in the next 12 months or so is going to be these types of events. We've just been talking, of course, you know, about people moving all over. One thing that a circuit is, is self-contained. So, um, you know, maybe that's the way rallying is going to be for the foreseeable future. I hope not being honest with you. Um, but you know, these scratch an itch and it gives me an opportunity to go and try an R5 car. At least at that point, Ryan Champion, that's somebody who does the absolute rally podcast can, genuinely hand on heart say they've drove an r5 car <laughs> just saying just putting it out there on a rally on a rally yeah on a rally yes. yeah okay so All you've right, tried fair enough yeah several but not on rallies yes no, no, no. there you go there you go maybe we need to get you in one we'll, we'll, we'll find a way one day we'll find a way one day um listen mate so so yeah so thank you to the guys at, at uh donnelly motorsport you donnelly obviously it's, it's his car and MRF and everything else, but it's going to be a great story because um, there's so many people involved who, who've made it happen. So uh, I'm I'm a little bit giddy now. Um, I wasn't at first because it's been up in the air. It feels like forever because we didn't think it was going to happen. We didn't think we get an entry. We didn't think we get a car, um, and it's now all kind of finally clicked into place. So um, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing some skids and entertaining. So that's all we're going there to do. Until a helmet comes on and then I'll want to win. <laughs> of course, that's what it's about. But it's you a, can you can you can tell us whatever you want beforehand. Yeah. We all know what's going to happen. It's a mega entry. That's the only thing, and I'm not getting the excuses in early. But it's a it's a mega entry. It'd be it'd be an entry that any national gravel event or closed road event would be would would, would die for. I think in this country. So, um, so yeah. Anyway, so there you go. So uh, my any other business is. Yes, very giddy. Finally done a deal to, to to go and try an R5 car, and I can't thank everybody involved enough. So, uh, so there you go. But anyway, so there you go. So that it's kind of a self self. What's the best way? What's the best way of putting that? It, it it feels a bit like I'm talking about myself as me own any of the business. That feels crap to be honest. But still, there you go. I'll have a proper one next week. I promise you. Uh, Ryan Champion. That's the end of the podcast for this week. Well, it's been. An excellent one, I think, even if I say so myself. I'll, I'll second that. High five. Um, folks, if you are enjoying the podcast, of course, you know what to do. Um, do tell a friend, bring a friend to the party. I've said this before. Please bring a friend to the party. If you can go on iTunes and leave us a review, that is also a massive difference as well when we start doing our figures at the end of the season and things sorry, like sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, i just stop you there. You can bring a friend socially distant, obviously. Yeah, you can bring a friend a metre away. Or... Maybe an absolute rally bubble. Maybe that's what we need. Yeah. So don't bring more than six. 
Yeah. The same with, then it get complicated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, maybe we need our own absolute rally bubble. But yeah, bring a friend, um, socially distanced to the podcast. That's always, uh, that's always greatly received as well when we get new listeners. If you are a new listener, by the way, do let us know. Uh, if you've just stumbled upon it, we do occasionally from time to time get the odd message. You go, I've only just found you. It's great, really enjoying it, and I always respond, or somebody will always respond, whether it's Al or whatever, and say, well, great, but you've got probably close on about 200 episodes to catch up on if you want to get up to speed, but um, to be fair, I think you can dip in and out, and the only thing you're going to miss is potentially a possible ing joke, but uh, that's not always such a bad thing to miss out on anyway. So, um, yeah, that has been a podcast for this week. Um, we are gonna, we are gonna kind of go through as Trojans to the end of this season, which is why we're doing the extra episodes. And, um, right, do we do a Christmas special? What, like a Christmas quiz, you mean? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Do we do one? Well, yeah, we're gonna do something, haven't we? Do you think we do a team one? Do you think maybe we put the rally guys against the journalists? Oh. Oh, we could so that'll do. Be you and Trevor Agnew and John Desborough and Jack Bengen on the same team. Do you think there's some, some mileage in that? Do we pair you up? Maybe. Or do we have a proper just just a proper fight? You know, a fight well, till the end. Well, well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we open it up to suggestions? Okay. Okay. The reason why I haven't opened up to suggestions yet, and I realise that when the guys listen to this, they'll they'll drop me a text straight away with all the reasons why we shouldn't do one way or the other no I didn't mean let the other I didn't mean let the other uh, the, the rest of our rabble <laughs> well, that's why I haven't put it out because they'll see it on Twitter and then send no, me messages I just I just meant our valuable listeners our valuable listeners and they are valuable listeners um, yes folks if you've not entered and I'd be staggered now uh, if you've not entered the Wheel of Fortune competition uh, we are going to be drawing that probably probably not next week but probably the week after um, I think we're going to start drawing that well, so once we get our entry in from Finland that is once we get Yari Matti's entry in yeah, that would be great Joe, you know I'd love him to I'd, I'd love to open the inbox the emails Yari Matti Lafala these are my answers how good would that be right um, we're, we are just babbling on now folks if you have enjoyed the podcast spread the love spread the word we'll be back same time same place in the podcast hall next week Absolute Rally powered by the Kielder Works team spread the word and download the podcast every week 